0: The b- 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 best of Friday times.
1: When are we starting? Like, we're starting our game?
0: <laughs> we're already starting.
1: So, um, Peter. Can you name? Let's the... welcome people okay, to sorry. the show first. Okay, first we'll do that.
0: Hello, and welcome to another podcast of the Frantics. I'm Peter Wildman,
1: and I'm Paul Chadow, and, and we are your hosts.
0: We are, and Paul is so prepared this week. So, so, so prepared. I've
1: got stuff written down. He's
0: got. He's got a stand in front of him. My okay, notes... so Peter,
1: Peter, Peter, Hi. I got a question oh. for you. Okay, so how many different venues did we play at, um, doing Frantic Times? Eight. <laughs> eight okay which no, ones were we they
0: started either? at yuck yucks that's correct that's in one. the basement and then we moved to the blue orchid room which was also known as uh, the eleanor vaughn memorial auditorium at the ontario college of art okay
1: okay oca
0: we did one show at york university okay where we were introduced to our sound effects person anton zabo and then we wound up uh, at the y and then we wound up at parliament street
1: correct so. And that, that's why it became the Floating Blue Orchid Room, because we just kept on going from oh, one place very to the other. Okay. So well. there you go. I so. thought the people out there would like to know where we recorded our shows. Thank you very much. Because it's kind of anthropological.
0: And, and did we record this next sketch where?
1: Um, Mr. Head. Oh, we've got a Mr. Canoehead. I don't know where this one was recorded, because our producer here is just mixing up all the best of shows.
0: Let's listen. <laughs> When trouble is underfoot. When danger is underhand. When
1: criminals are underweight.
0: People call for one man. Ted. That's me! Or his brother, Mr. Canoehead.
1: Mr. Canoehead. A
0: man with an aluminum canoe spot-welded to his cranium by a freak electrical storm. After his accident, Mr. Canoehead tried to return to regular life at his old job at the insurance firm.
1: Hi,
2: Stella. You're late. By the way, you have a canoe welded to your head. How did it happen? Well,
1: I was portaging through Algonquin Park. No,
2: I mean, how did it happen? You were late.
1: Oh. Well, my, my head wouldn't fit in the elevator. And, and I had to portage up all 70 flights.
2: <laughs> well, moor yourself at your desk and get to work on the Kilmore account. Right,
1: Stella. So.
2: Hello, Shark, Giggles and Gary.
1: Oh, damn, my paddles won't fit in my briefcase.
2: Ward, it's for you. Oh, thanks. Ow! That's the wrong phone, Ward. What? No, don't turn your head. The canoe swings around. Ow! Oh, my Ow!
1: Oops, sorry.
2: No problem, Ward. You're fired.
0: And so Mr. Canoehead was thrown out into the world to search for success. Next week, Mr. Canoehead goes gunnel bobbing. Credit Crimes goes to press, I'm Mike McMichaels And
1: I'm Huey P. Carp with these top stories
0: Ronald Reagan told Congress he would go ahead with the MX missile system despite its cost, its damage to the ecology, and the increase in the danger of war because he is a senile, paranoid old actor
1: <laughs> Prime Minister Trudeau today announced a massive new program by the federal government to teach English-speaking Canadians how to French
0: Mr. Trudeau said that most Anglophones were very poor at Frenching, and that all Canadians should learn to cope with a second tongue. (laughs) Niagara Falls, the honeymoon capital of Canada, is now the center of a controversy as American companies continue to dump toxic industrial waste into the Niagara River. Here with an on-the-scene report is Wilma Coalfield.
2: Wilma Coalfield here, talking with head of Niagara Tourism, Dick Eversoll. Mr. Eversall, how is the dumping of millions of gallons of toxic waste affecting your tourist business?
0: Oh, not at all, really. It's the best thing that could happen to us. H- how so? Well, we can stay open all winter now because of the antifreeze in the river. We don't have to light the falls anymore because it glows at night, and if you want a really neat effect, you just throw a match in. Glows real pretty for hours and hours. <laughs> Hello, Pete. It's uh, it's Rick, and, you know, I've been thinking about what you said. It's a tough decision, but I think you're right. We have to let Paul go. Uh, maybe just talk to him or, or, or just uh, kill him and dump the body somewhere. Uh, I'll leave it up to you. This is your phone line, right? Not he can't. Yeah, I'm sure he can't hear. Good. Bye.
2: When I was young, we had no jobs, no food, no hope. <laughs> Things were so bad, we even listened to shows like... TODD BOOSTER SPACE
0: CADET! Gather around, the radio, space cadets, it's time for the future adventures of Todd Booster. Imagine it's no longer 1936. Join us as we blast 50 years into the future, a future where hats are made from rubber, where roast beef is grown on trees, where Israel is an actual country. The time, 1986, our hero, Todd Booster. Oh, at last you're here, little Todd Booster. Good morning, Mr. President. I came as soon as I got your hot message over my brainwave receiving fedora. Who's Wanda? Whoops, wrong message, Todd. <laughs> Todd, this country is in imminent danger. You mean imminent danger? No, imminent danger from the famous and distinguished Moo Moo Bunny Lips. My arch enemy. Moo Moo Bunny Lips has blockaded Mars. The nerve. No, the planet. He stopped all shipments of Martian ore. Or what? No, O R E, not O R. You've got to stop him, Todd, or... Martian ore? No, else or. Or else we'll be up the creek without an oar. O-R or O-R-E? No, P-A-D-D-L-E. I'll run straight to Professor Gumbo. He's over at microphone four. Hey,
2: Professor Gumbo!
1: Well, if it isn't little Todd Booster.
0: Did you get my message on your brainwave receiving fedora?
1: Yes, I was expecting someone named Wanda. That's why I'm dressed like this.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, Moomoo Bunny Lips has blockaded Mars.
1: Then Mars should eat some bran.
0: No. I need something to defeat Moomo Bunny Lips with.
1: How about this, Todd? What is it, Professor? It's a beaker, Todd. It's full of cheddar cheese. That's science.
0: No, Professor, we need something so advanced, so powerful, it will stop Moo Moo Bunny Lips dead in his tracks.
1: How about this beaker full of Edom?
0: No, Professor.
1: This handful of Roquefort?
0: Nah, I used that last week.
1: Then why not just take this shotgun and blow him away?
0: Say, that just might work. I'm into my rocket and I'm off, Professor.
1: thought it was the Limburger that was off.
0: There's a sign. Mars, population 275,000. If you lived here, you'd be home by now. <laughs> Todd Booster! <laughs> Momo Bunny Lips! Is that a new outfit you're wearing? This? Oh, it's just some pipes and shielding I threw together. <laughs> I love the accessories. It's you, Momo. Stop it, Todd.
1: Underneath this spiked death mask, I'm blushing.
0: And you've lost some weight. I wish. (laughs) Anyways, your puny shotgun will not stop me, Todd. No bullet can penetrate my bulletproof vest. Yo, no fair, you shot
1: me in the bum.
0: Oh! (laughs) war, Moo Why, Todd,
1: I didn't know you cared. No, Moo Moo, this is
0: the war aspect. I knew that all along. Honest, I did. Ah, at last you're defeated. Now the blockade is lifted, the Martian ore can get through, and my theme music can come in now. And so ends another exciting episode of Todd Booster. Hey, kids, send in 50 cents for your own Todd Booster hat. They come in a variety of styles, but they're all seven and seven-eighths, just like Todd's head.
1: Give me liberty, or give me death, or wait, can I change my order? I'd like a tuna sandwich on rye. This is the best of frantic times.
0: People of Israel, hear me. A new day is coming, the Messiah is amongst us. Yeah, how do you know this, John? Oh, the Lord visited me in a dream. How do you know it was the Lord and not the pizza? (laughs) Oh, it was the Lord, it was the Lord pizza. Pete's is not omnipotent. The Lord said that I, John, must go forth and baptize the chosen by dunking them in water. I will be known hereafter. Meanwhile, back in Israel, I will be known hereafter as John the Dunker. Not much of a name. Beats John, the guy who shoves folks underwater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you want to be cleansed of original sin. Wait, what? What sin? Original sin. Which one's that? Well, the original sin was when Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit. <laughs> Eating fruits a sin? An apple a day keeps the Pharisees away yeah. but, No, you see, God wants your souls to be cleansed Oh, yeah, sure he does First he makes us with dirty souls and then he sends around John the Dunker here to wash them What a rip Yeah, what a no, rip No, no, but God is only punishing you for Adam and Eve's sin Oh, that's really nice Isn't there some sort of statute of limitation on these? Yes, things? yes, yes And that's what I've been saying. Now I'm here to cleanse your soul. Well, you're certainly not going to cleanse mine. Tell me what it looks like and I'll cleanse it myself. No, no. No, but you see, a soul has no shape, no size, no color. Oh, that, I cleaned that yesterday after lunch. But you cannot see a soul. There is no way of saying where it is.
1: Then maybe you could just point to it.
0: No! must cleanse it in the river now do you want to be baptized or not uh, well what's it like <laughs> oh the Holy Spirit enters your body yeah. purifies your soul and you glimpse the kingdom of heaven glimpse you just glimpse at it well it's a real good
2: glimpse How? How much of a glimpse? Like, like a real long look or you, do you just get a quick peek out of the corner of your eye? No, hmm.
0: no, it's a real long one. I'm like, well, you know, maybe like four seconds. I mean, okay, hmm. now who's first? How, how about you, Tobias? You try it.
1: I'm not going to try it. You try it, Jacob.
0: I'm <laughs> not going to try it. I'm not going to try it. No way. Hey, let's let Mikey try it. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey doesn't like anything. He won't like it. Come on. Yeah,
2: yeah, Mike... Come
0: on. Come on, Mikey.
2: Yeah, Mikey, come here and
0: try this. What? what? Step into the River Jordan with me, Mikey. What? I hereby baptize you in the name of the Lord. Arise, Mikey, rejoin the world.
1: (coughs) Oh, I am filled with the blessing of the Holy Spirit.
0: Telephone repairman.
2: Oh, hello there. You just got me up. I was sprawled in bed in this sheer black negligee.
0: (laughs) Sorry for waking you, ma'am.
2: Oh, I wasn't sleeping. Um, the phone's in the bedroom. Follow me. Okay. Nice place you have here. Thank you. There it is, under the erotic Japanese silk print. (laughs) Oops! (laughs) I left my frilly underthings lying there.
0: (laughs) I don't see any phone.
2: Oh, right here.
0: This is a phone, ma'am?
2: Yes. You speak in here and listen to these.
0: (laughs) What do they say?
2: (laughs) Oh, you must be so hot. Let me remove your T-shirt for you. No, that's okay, ma'am. No, let me... And let me help you with your tools. (laughs) No, no, wait, I think I... I... (laughs) Oh, damn it, Hugh, you dropped your wrench on my foot again. Oh, sorry, Rhonda, dear. Oh, you're a klutz, Hugh. You do this every time. Can't you act a simple fantasy out without wrecking everything?
0: Sorry, let's keep going. Oh, ma'am, please don't tie me to the bed with the telephone cord. No,
2: Hugh... I don't want to play telephone repairman anymore. All right, all right, fair enough. I'll put the
0: equipment back in the cupboard. Uh, oh,
2: oh, we'll play this fantasy instead. Something that's easy on the toes and furniture. Oh, here we go, so here. Put on this gown here. Oh, sleeping beauty, but yep. oh, my favorite. But okay. but don't wear your armor. Remember how you pinched yourself last time. All right.
0: <laughs> I'll just wear the tunic when I climb in the bedroom window here. Okay. Having scaled the six stories of the castle wall, I pause, straddling the window sill, to gaze upon my sleeping beauty. I am taken aback by her fan. Fair- ah!
2: Prince Charming? <laughs> Prince Charming, I- I'm awaiting your kiss. Who could that be?
0: Telephone repairman.
2: <laughs> Hugh, you're you're covered in filth. What happened to you?
0: I fell into the garbage bin. Oh,
2: that's it, Hugh.
0: I've had it. Oh wait, wait, Rhonda. We could still play Steve Podborski and the girl on the ski lift. No,
2: we can't. You you always sit on your skis. Uh, Southern Belle and the runaway slave. Well, you never put the makeup everywhere. Um. Oh,
0: here we go. Buffy and Jody. No. Uncle Bill and Sissy. No. Mr. French and the Stray Dog. No. Oh. Goodbye, Hugh. Oh, well, wait. i failed. i failed. I've hurt you. And I've destroyed a beautiful marriage. Oh,
2: now, now, Hugh. I'm such a
0: klutz. I can't even do the naughty nun and the mud wrestler. <laughs> I'm so ashamed. Oh, Hugh. My, my poor little
2: Hughie. Hmm. Come to Mama. Oh, Mama? Ow, you stepped on my toe. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you can't even do the failure in the wife who takes pity fantasy. <laughs> I'm sorry. You tried again.
1: So what's coming up next, Peter? Uh,
0: next, next is uh, Army Careers. Ah,
1: yes. Uh, Rick wrote that one.
0: Yes, uh, it's got his fingerprints all over it. So uh,
1: this came about when Canada was primarily known, famous for being peacekeepers.
0: Yes, we we actually wore a lot of blue hats and and did a lot of good.
1: That's right, no plaid.
0: No, no (laughs) plaid. No
1: bad. no. Yeah, that didn't really work in the jungles. No, it didn't work at all. Because it was really hot. And
0: then uh, I think uh, we, well, we won't get into the whole war and peace thing, but uh, essentially, uh, was it Harper that said... Correct, and then we
1: became um, fighting men again. Right. And then now under our present um, uh, leadership, we are now peacekeepers again.
0: Which allows us to play this sketch
1: again. Correct.
0: So in a way, thank you, Mr. Harper.
1: That's right. Can't believe I just said that.
0: Um... Um, excuse me. Is this the Army Recruiting Office? Young man, this is the Canadian Armed Forces Enlistment Center. There's no life like it, and you won't regret the day when you choose to live the Force's way. You want to enlist. Do you have guns? Yes. I'm in. All right. What courses do you want to take? Courses? Yes, courses. So you'll learn a career. I don't want a career. I want a gun, a big gun. But everyone wants a career. That's their enticement. Now, now, pick three courses from this list. What? Introduction to international politics. Computer systems. Pottery. There's a field trip on that one.
2: <laughs>
0: Do you have any courses with guns? Ah, uh, yeah. Last page. Guns 101. Intro to ammo, bullets and you, know your bayonets, beginners, landmines, I'll take all these. you only get three. Oh, I'll take the first two and creative bazookas. (laughs) Okay, now I'll need some information for these forms, any diseases or physical deformities. What have you got? (laughs) No, no, Uh, never mind. Uh, Have you ever been a member of any political party other than the liberals? No. Smoking or no smoking? What? Do you want a smoking or no smoking battalion? No smoking. All right. Do you want the chicken cacciatore or the butterfly pork chops? Uh, Chicken. Good idea. Now, do you want on the pension plan? No. Blue cross? No. Christmas club? No. I want a gun. I want to kill people. Who are you going to kill? Germans. The Germans are our friends. East Germans. Better? (laughs) But we're not at war with them. We will be when I start killing them.
2: <laughs> young
0: man, young man, the Canadian Armed Forces is a peacekeeping force.
2: Peace? we just sissies. We
0: are not sissies. We are extremely tough. Have you shot someone lately? There's more to the army than shooting people. There's careers and pottery and guys grabbing you in your bunk. Don't you watch the TV ads? <laughs> This is the stupidest army I ever heard of. What do all these guys do here? Filing, typing, paperwork. Any paper cuts? No. Paper darts? No. I want to blow up Nazis and commies. That's not our job. Whose job is it? The American army. (laughs) Why don't you do it? Uh, We can't afford it.
2: (laughs) You're just afraid
0: to. I'm not. Are you, you Sissy. We are not sissies. But you don't even have a tattoo. Look, mister, I'm a soldier. Yeah, soldier goes around typing and filing? Filings important. Oh yeah, sure, that'll stop the commies. Get out of Get out of here before I do something. What are you going to do? File me out? Or... <laughs> I'll use force. Yeah, beam me with an eraser. <laughs> I've got a gun. It's a lighter. Lucky guess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just get le- out.
0: I'm leaving. I'm going to Quebec and get a job with the Ministry of Indian Affairs. They kill people.
2: <laughs> and then I'm
0: coming back here with one of their tanks and I'm going to blow your files to kingdom come. Don't you dare. There's years of work here. Sissy! Lunatic. It's okay, man. It's okay. He's got back to work. Attention, all personnel, red alert, incoming mail, all personnel to the mailroom. Stand by to sort mail. This is not a drill. I repeat, this is not a drill. Watch,
2: watch, watch. So
0: what do you think of my apartment, Missy?
2: Wow, you have a very nice place here.
0: Well, you know, it's a start.
2: Say, you got a fancy stereo.
0: Oh, that's a $2,000 system from Radio Shack.
2: Whoa. Wow, you you have my favorite album. Thanks for dinner.
0: It's okay.
2: Do you want to kiss me, Harold?
0: Oh, I, I'd love to, but my, 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 my lips are shaking.
2: Oh, kiss me?
0: Oh, I feel bilingual. Oh, Missy, I love you.
2: I love you too, Harold.
0: I love you more than Anthony loved Cleopatra.
2: I love you more than Lois Lane loves Superman. I love
0: you more than dogs love cheese. <laughs> Will you marry me?
1: Oh, Harold, you know how I feel. Where's your bedroom?
0: Oh, This is it here.
1: Oh. Oh.
2: oh. Uh. oh. Missy, is
0: there room on there for me?
2: Sure, Harold. Mm -hmm. Oh, kiss me.
0: Oh, Missy, be gentle. (laughs) Oh, Missy. Oh, duh. I feel the earth move. What's going on? The walls are caving in.
2: Ah! Oh, stop screaming, Harold. It's, It's a submarine.
0: How Freudian. Ah, here we are, comrades. Murmansk at last. All hands on deck. Wait a minute, who are you? This isn't Murmansk, you're in Halifax. Oh, first Sweden, now this. It's also a 10th floor apartment. Just take your submarine and scram. You're worse than the Swedes. Dive, dive, dive. <laughs> Hey, and watch that lamp on the way out. Now, oh, where was I before we were so rudely interrupted, Missy? Missy? Just,
1: Missy, Just remember, boys, I'm not the marrying kind. You are listening to the best of frantic times with the frantics boy, they must be getting old by now, huh?
0: There's action, intrigue, and adventure coming your way this season on The New Archaeologists. Follow the action-packed lives of Chester, Felicity, and Buckley as they blow the lid off the past. Hey, guys. I think I might have discovered something. The New Archaeologists, daredevils, fighting antiquity, battling inadequate government funding, uncovering humanity's grisly past. No, it was nothing. Never mind. (laughs) The new archaeologist, ready for romance. Um, Felicity, I have to tell you, I've been dating a woman. What? How old is she, Chester? Two thousand years, if my dating is correct. (laughs) Digging, excavating, wrapping in cheesecloth, and putting in boxes. That's life in the pits with the new archaeologist. Don't miss it! Now, you and I played uh, two characters.
1: Oh, f- yes, I know what you're talking about. I know where we're going with this.
0: Does uh, Lloyd and Monty Boyd? Yeah. Hi, Dad. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I don't know why, why Dad did that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wasn't based on no. any family thing? No,
0: no. Because your dad
1: was an undertaker, right?
0: My dad was an undertaker, bless his heart.
1: That's right. And he didn't go, <gasps> <laughs> No,
0: no, he didn't. <laughs> Unless the Masonic Lodge did things that I don't know about, but...
1: So we did this char- these characters <laughs> on stage. It was one of our favorite bits.
0: It was, and it was based on the oldest joke in the world, which we don't have time to tell, but maybe another episode. And uh, we wrote for these guys. Just, uh, these are just Lloyd and Monty Boyd, and they're just whacked out. And we're gonna
1: present right now, Boyd's Bomb Shelter. What's
2: my life? Bleah!
0: Lloyd Boyd here and this is my show Carpentry with Wood. (laughs) This week in honor of the impending nuclear catastrophe I'm going to build a bomb shelter. Hey
2: dad, dad. Whoa, if it
0: isn't my number one son Monty. Then who is it, dad? (laughs) What are we building this week, dad? Whoa, a a bomb shelter is very similar to the park bench we made a few weeks back only it's buried 300 feet under the ground. And you use pine, cause a holocaust can ruin nice oak. Good thinking, Pop. I'll go get the TV set. Oh, but the bomb will destroy all intelligent life. We'll watch game shows. Oh, good idea!
2: <laughs>
0: I'll get get the Adari video games. That way we won't need books. Okay, Dad. Well, I've got everything we need. You got TV, it? TV, stereo, toy guns, battle balls, teddy bears, a framed black and white photo of a sunset. Well, I guess that's just about everything. Except for the bomb shelter. Oh, no problem, Mont. We can just head down to Canada Tire and pick up a nice metal storage shed and convert it. Wow, Dad. You're the smartest dad in the whole world. Nothing can destroy our bomb shelter. (laughs) Nothing except a 500-foot wolf-class Soviet submarine. How Freudian. All right, men, let me check. Snow everywhere, <laughs> ugly houses, stupid looking people. <laughs> hey, comrades, we're home. Hey! Yeah! It's time you were hitting the road, feeling the wind on your face. It's time you were rambling again. Time you were leaving this place. And if you're on your way, there's one thing I ought to say I'd like your furniture. Oh! I'd like to be in your shoes. I mean the dress hair under your bed Your armchair won't fit in your pack So leave it in my care instead I haven't got much stuff, but you've got just enough
1: Can I have your silverware?
0: I can see you now, high on a mountaintop, watching the sunrise in some distant land. I'll be here making lunch, using your cooking oil, over your stove with your new frying pan. Can I have your chest of
1: drawers? Oh, can I have the teeth in your house? Can I have those little, those little oh, ceramic things in the front window? little
0: rubber nose you wore on Halloween you won't be taking that one. thank you for listening everybody this has been the best of frantic times written by the frantics Paul Chattel Rick Green Dan Redican and Peter Wildman with special female guests Meg Butterfield Meg Ruffman (laughs) and Carolyn Scott. Son, you're going to hurt yourself. Uh-oh. Sound effects and CBC production originally done by mm-hmm. Kathy Perry and Kathy Perry. M- Minky. Minky. A.K.A. Dave Milligan. Hey, like us on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Send us a note. Tell us where you're listening to the show. Please and lick us on Facebook. Like us, son. Oh, sorry, sorry send Dad. Us, send us a note. The, uh, Best of Frantic Times was produced by Derek Wellsman. Boom to the head!